So we'll all take the time now to sit in meditation and be intent on doing this as well, on training our minds. Because the cultivation of the heart is something of great importance. It was something that will allow us to know and understand the Dhamma, to bring our minds into peace. So this is something that we need to, to develop, the peace of the mind and making the mind firm um, and stable. And we can call this stability of the mind. This is samadhi. So whatever level we're able to, to gather our minds into and to make them stable in samadhi, then we use the energy that comes from that to contemplating, to seeing the nature of things, that they arise, stay for a while, and then cease. We can see the things outside of us are of this nature. So the trees, the mountains, the rivers, they all arise, last for a while and cease. But also there are the, this more immediate sankhara, these bodies that we have, or the bodies of animals are the same. And this is what we call rupa, these forms. And rupa are things that need to decay that's of their nature. And then when there are any feelings in the mind, then we'll go and understand this as being me and mine. We can use some of these mental factors though to help us. So we can use memory and take that uh, as food for contemplation but the understanding won't go so deep in using this. But initially, we do take that up. We use our memory um, for contemplation. And in doing this, then, the peace that we feel in our hearts will grow little by little. We can use this memory and thoughts to, to think that these bodies of ours, they're unstable. They change. They're a source of pain and suffering. And we can't just give them orders and tell them to do as we wish. They're not me, they're not mine. So we use our thoughts in this way in order to contemplate, allowing the mind to begin to settle down, allowing the restlessness of the mind to, to calm. And so when this restlessness grows stiller and stiller, then our mind does start to, to enter into peace. And we start to pass through the obstacles that prevent the mind from gathering together into a state of calm. And this is what we can call the the building or the development of samadhi, little by little. As we do this, we begin to understand what the mind at peace is like, what that feels like. We begin to know for ourselves what piti or rapture is like, and how the samadhi can cause our, 
our hair to stand on end and our body to feel very light or for tears to roll down our cheeks. And so we do this, um, or, or a means of, of pity arising, rapture arising, is one way is to listen to the Dhamma, or we can chant, or we can use uh, contemplation. But what's important is to have mindfulness there all the time. And this mindfulness and samadhi, it's not something that we just develop while we're sitting. We also need to develop these things while we're working as well. And it's possible while we're engaging in work to gather our minds together and for peace to be arising at that time too. So we do that while we're working, but also when we have the time to engage in formal practice, then we use that as well. So we do uh, chanting as well. While we're working, then we can chant in our hearts. And when we have to think about what we're doing, then we try to just think about that particular issue and not allow our minds to proliferate about other things. We just stay on that one object. Because it's of the nature to the mind to try and go and think about many things and to proliferate without stop. So therefore, we need to develop our minds, to teach them to be intelligent. A comparison that we can make is like if we have one uh, paddy field that we're growing rice in, and we're also raising cows as well. Now, if we don't pay attention, then the cow will go off and wander into the field and eat all of the rice that we've grown. And this will be a great loss for us. So in this comparison, the field is the, the aromanas, all the things that, all the objects that our mind receives. The cow is the mind, and the person looking after that cow is mindfulness. So we always need to have a mindfulness there, the presence of mind and recollection in order to take care of our hearts, to not allow our minds to just go and attach to all of the, the objects that arise. Because if we don't have that mindfulness, then our mind will just wander off. There won't be anyone taking care of our mind. And it's like our mind is in a destitute place, a destitute situation that's homeless at that time. It'll just go and chase after all of the emotions, all of the objects that it receives. And it's just like this cow without anyone there looking after it. When we allow our minds to chase after all of the objects that it receives, then this will be a cause of suffering for us. So the training and the development of the mind is very important. We have this good opportunity now to be able to engage in this practice, to walk this path, and to be able to develop our barami in this way. Because we've met with the Buddhist religion in this life, 
and it's not sure that we'll meet with it in the next life. So we should use this opportunity well. It's not easy for a Buddha to arise in the world. It's something that's very difficult. And the Buddha, when he was born into his last life, he took that birth in order to become enlightened. But before that final birth, he was born many, many times. And the amount of suffering that he endured through those lives was great. But he was willing to do that in order to realize the bodhiyana, the um, knowledge of awakening. He was willing to accept the birth and death and birth and death in order to help the beings of this world and to spread the Dharma to them. Because he saw that the beings of this world are of little wisdom and their discernment is not nearly enough to be able to find their way out of the cycle of birth and death. So for us, we, we train ourselves and we train our minds not to just go off and proliferate. Because when the body is um, in a difficult state, when there's sickness in the body, then it's, it's difficult for us to maintain our mindfulness at that time because there's so many painful feelings arising. But this is the time that we really need to, to try to, to fight. And it's, it's like fighting a war at that time, the war that's coming up in the, with the painful feelings in the body. And what we use to fight in that war is our mindfulness and our samadhi, gathering together all the energy that we have in order to contemplate into the nature of the body so that understanding in the Dharma can arise. And this is true Dharma that's coming up for us at that time. You know, sickness is the truth that we're seeing of this body. We have an opportunity then to contemplate clearly into the nature of the body to see that we can't really control it and that there's no true self there. Another means that we can use to aid us at these times of illness is to recollect all of the goodness and the skillful things that we've done in our lives. Because sometimes our samadhi just won't be there. You know, we'll try to look at our breath and keep our minds with our breath, but the mind will just go off and be all scattered all over the place. So therefore, we need to recollect the goodness that we have done before. Think about the generous acts, the charitable deeds that we've done. Recollect our virtue, our morality. So to think about these things, contemplate these things, and also to see that the reason that we're able to develop goodness in this way is because the Buddha uh, arose in this world for us. So then we can chant the recollection of the Buddha yeah, that starts with itipiso and use this as a method to uh, allow the mind to settle into peace.
So all of the methods of meditation that we use, they're there to gather the mind into peace, to, to allow the mind to settle down. If not a lot, then a little. Just however, however much we're able to do. When the mind does settle down, then we use that to contemplate and to understanding the nature of physicality and mentality. To see that they're not self, they're not me, they're not mine. But if our mind isn't peaceful, then we just won't be able to do this. There'll just be scatteredness and chaos in our mind. And it's natural that we experience this at some points throughout the day. Because trying to just experience peace throughout day and night is something that we're probably not able to do at this time. So we just try to do that at periods throughout the day. So we have our times that we chant, our times that we do formal practice. But we should try to make our mindfulness constant, try to keep that always with us. As we practice this frequently, then steadily but surely, the amount of mindfulness and the strength of our samadhi will grow bit by bit. So it's usual that for us practitioners, our sila, our virtue, is already very good. But it's not that just because we have sila that the kilesas will be destroyed. What our sila does is it allows us to gain control over our body and speech so that the kilesas don't leave our, our body and speech in that way. But we still experience all these emotions of love and hate, of anger and fear. So it's important to always have mindfulness there, knowing all of these emotions. And also to bring up the inner effort to abandon the unskillful states of mind and to not allow unarisen, unskillful states to arise. We also bring up that, that inner vigor or zeal to, uh, to uh, develop uh, wholesome states in our minds and to bring up unarisen wholesome states. To try and always keep our minds on an object that is skillful. So sitting meditation, doing chanting, listening to the Dhamma, these are all skillful things to be doing. And these are the wholesome Dhammas. So try to train our minds every day and always be trying to and sorry and, and in doing this then our minds will gradually become calm and peaceful and we'll understand what that's like what the calm and peaceful mind is like at the beginning it'll start off as kanaka samadhi what we can call kind of a brief brief samadhi and then it'll develop into upajara samadhi which is a samadhi that's close to stillness. There's an energy that imbues the heart at that time, which will allow us to begin to understand into truth. 
our minds will become clear. But we need to try to do this now, you know, while we still have the energy. And so for those who are children, then try to, to practice. And for those who are young adults or adults, then we, we put in our effort now at this stage of life. Because when we get very old, it'll be difficult. The energy in the body will be less. And sitting meditation, walking meditation, it won't be easy. We will be able to, if, if we have trained our mind, then we will be able to do the practice within our heart though. But it's something that we do need to develop beforehand. We need to do it now while we've still got the health and the strength to do it. To try to uh, develop these qualities now. And it's just like we have to go off and work and really uh, put in our energy and effort into our work before we can gain wealth. And likewise, we need to put in the effort before we're able to gain the wealth that comes up within our hearts, this noble wealth, something that's there within our minds and that no one is able to take or to destroy. Our bodies are of the nature to, to decay. And that's just how physicality and these bodies are. But our minds don't die. And so these minds of ours are the most important things. So try to practice every day. <laughs>